Hello and welcome back to Fireside. When I sent out a survey a few weeks ago, which went to kind of people who've bought from me before and people who read my emails the most, um, I uh, was asking, you know, what kind of things are on your mind? What's something that's coming up for you in your business that you want to be doing, but is kind of standing in your way? And what came up over and over and over again was pivoting and shifting and changing and just generally a discomfort with how the business is now and a need to move it somewhere else and also a resistance to doing that pivot. And so it was no surprise that when I also had put out the call for questions for the podcast, um, pivoting came up a few times on that. So I'm going to see how far I get in this episode, but it might be that there's a few pivoting episodes that get kind of sprinkled through over the course of the series or the season. So the first one I'm going to kind of start with is one from Utah, which was how do you pivot with your business? What is the process of inquiry you go through to find out what is next? Um, and I mean, thank you for to Utah for thinking I'm an organised person who goes through a process of inquiry because that has certainly not been my real sort of experience. <laughs> um, I've been quite rash and emotional, to be honest, with the way that I've pivoted things before, which isn't really something that I would necessarily re- necessarily recommend. Um, I think that when I have pivoted before, I've really thrown the baby out with the bathwater. And that's because my relationship to my work was too like self-defining. That it was very much, this is who I want to be. And therefore my work has to be it too, because we are the, one of the same. Rather than having a slightly more sensible head on it saying that's fine but in the meantime how are you going to earn money um which is something that I really missed out (laughs) so um what I'm going to talk about a little bit is what I wish I had done when I started pivoting um as that might be probably more helpful than what I actually did um so something else that I always think is that the time that you start to think maybe I should pivot my business is roughly six to 12 months after you needed to. Um, Which is not to say that you should then rush the pivoting, but it's just, it's a knowing that comes extremely slowly. And it's something that I think we resist knowing until we can't unsee it anymore. And that's because it's full of complications. It's got a lot of financial complications. If you've got something that is, you know, working financially or has a lot of potential financially, it's hard to decide to stop doing that. It's something that, like I said, in my case, is quite often wrapped up in a lot of identity stuff. So if you are starting to think about pivoting, you're also starting to think about who you are and what your place is in the world and what you do in the world that's like quite a big question to start confronting and also it's got a lot of expectations 
you know, you start to think about what else that could be and you get that real kind of grass is greener mindset about it and real rose tinted glasses where you think I've got to get there as soon as possible, um, that it can make you rush things. So that's all I'd say is that maybe just have that awareness that this has been a long time coming once you've got to the conscious thought of pivoting your business. And so if it's something that you're having doubt about, it's interrogating that doubt and seeing what it actually is. Because I'd be willing to bet it's not a doubt of whether or not you should do it. It's a doubt that comes from fear because you know you have to do it. So um, I guess a little bit of background of my pivoting so far is kind of like I said at the beginning, I went really hard, overcorrected massively. I'd say I've been in a kind of perpetual pivot since the beginning of 2020, um, which was when I decided I don't want to be a marketing person anymore. I'm going to do other things, and but didn't really have a plan for what the other things were going to be. So I just sort of pivoted into nothing and then was in this really kind of free fall for quite a long time that I probably semi still in um and I think that was bound up with a lot of identity stuff like I said but also a lot of trying to push myself and my business into a certain shape rather than really sitting with what was needed and the trouble with that is that the longer you are in a pivot the harder it gets to land somewhere because you start to get bad stories setting in. So it starts to become, you start to believe that you can't do something or it's never going to work or you've lost it. And then because you're not pivoting on firm ground, because the things you're trying are coming from a bit of desperation, the things don't really work and then it becomes self-fulfilling and it just everything gets doubled down with those stories. So I think my first thing is to say don't act out of a lot of panic. Don't act rashly with this. Um, if you're going to do a pivot maybe start small or at least into something that has a bit of firm ground or at least not whole scale. Like keep some of the elements from before just to give you that little bit of security and to literally buy you the space to figure out what that next thing that you're moving into is. In terms of a process of inquiry, I think by the time you are conscious of needing to pivot, you really have maybe done that process of inquiry unconsciously because you're there. You usually know what you want to stop doing and that's what's driving the pivot or what you want to start doing and that's what's driving the pivot. So I think it's just making sure that you are feeling really clear on that and you're not having other factors muddying your 
purpose for the pivot and the purpose of the pivot you already know it's either I don't want to do this anymore this is feeling out of alignment it's not how I want to be of service in the world or it's sapping too much of my energy I can't do it anymore or it's I've really changed as a person since I started my business my interest is really drawing me in this direction and it's something that I want to explore further of transitioning into and you don't need to add any judgments, morality, ifs or buts into that. It's just keeping nice and clear on what that purpose is and then allowing the technicalities and the logistics and the what you do to trickle down from that. So I think it's very easy to get wrapped up in a lot of overthinking about this, but actually start to think about what if I was setting up a business from scratch, what would I do? That makes it a lot easier, (laughs) you know? I think because pivoting, we're taking one thing that exists and transitioning into something else, it it just has so much baggage. Whereas actually, if, if you were starting now with everything that you now know and with everything that you now want to do and that you now believe, what is the thing that makes the most sense for you to do? And it can be as easy as that. And like I said, it might mean that some of the old kind of stays there for a bit of continuity, but having at least a phased plan of this is when I want to be making sure that actually 70% of my income is coming from this thing that I've pivoted into and then I can start to phase out the 30% over time. I think it's very easy to, when you're in that kind of position of wanting to pivot, And for whatever reason it was, if you can't bear the thing you wanted to do or you're just so desperate to do the thing that you now want to do, it's so easy to overcorrect because you're in discomfort. And that's what I did. And my greatest struggle over the last two years has been financial insecurity and that has actually prevented me from being able to grow my business in the way that I want to and to actually fully finish that pivot because I just never had the financial space to assess and think. Everything was happening from, well, I've burned all my bridges over there, so I need this next thing to work and like holding on so tightly and just that became a real, real cycle. Whereas if I was doing it now, what I'd wish I'd done is maintain the one-to-one clients I had before and carry on doing that as I started to figure out what I could do on a kind of more one-to-many basis that would kind of feel more like what I wanted to do. Um, But as it happened, I, as I said, burned those bridges (laughs) and was kind of really, really stuck without the space to be able to explore in a very creative way. So something else that I think is important and I'll start with a story to kind of um, tell (laughs) tell this point. Um, So the other day, well actually a few weeks ago, I was starting to come up with new ideas for things I could do that I could 
kind of pivot into and that could be my new offerings and there were things that I had been kind of thinking about idly for a while letting it simmer and now I was kind of at the point of like you know I'm ready to start fleshing this out a little bit and put it onto paper and then when I did there was nothing there it was like still very very diluted and I was putting it into a google doc and I really had maybe like six words that was coming up and I was trying to I was really expecting this kind of rush of like I've got all these things to say and it's going to be so good and I was feeling really disheartened and really also quite scared that this was this thing that I was like yep this is going to be good this is going to I'm going to be able to drive away from this and it was just it was nothing. It was like air and paper. Like it wasn't anything strong and meaty. So I went for a walk to try and figure it out and what really was the problem and and what was kind of the key that was going to take it. And what I realised was that I was trying to do what I used to do. I had purposefully taken down from sale all the sort of courses I'd made in the last two years because I knew they were created from not a good place in my life and that I needed a sort of fresh start from them Um, and I did that because I got a day job which meant I had the financial space Um, and what I was doing with coming up with this new course idea was treating it the way I made all the other courses I was approaching it in the same way and it also came from the same sort of place that I did before which was not me thinking expansively what would be like super fun or going to my audience and getting a sense of what they needed it was me making a lot of assumptions on and just going with the first thing that came into my head. So while I was trying to do new things in the old way and this pivot was about moving away from what I'd done before and that's why it wasn't flowing. It wasn't flowing because it never worked before so obviously it wasn't working now. So I think this is really a key component of pivoting and that inquiry process. It's working out whether you are pivoting what you do or pivoting how you do it. I'll say that again. Is it pivoting what you do or pivoting how you do it? And it can be both. But I do think that this is the reason why my pivots to date haven't really succeeded because I thought I needed to pivot what I did. I was burned out from client work so I needed to stop doing client work completely and start doing courses. I didn't want to be the marketing person anymore so I needed to completely stop doing any marketing courses. And, you know, that was a really easy kind of process of inquiry. You know, what's making me unhappy? What do I dread doing? What can I do instead? How can I replace that thing? But actually looking back with hindsight, they were the the kind of what I did bits were the scapegoats for what the real problem was, which was my approach. So the reason I got burnt out with client work was because... I didn't set a limit on how many clients I took on. I just took on everyone. (laughs) And I 
yeah, obviously I got burned out because I was I was just like wall to wall with calls all the time, which wasn't how I lived and worked in a healthy way. It wasn't the client work that was the problem, it was the amount of it and it was my approach to it. It wasn't the the marketing that was a problem because actually I always like talking about marketing. It was my approach to how I considered that as my self-definition rather than the thing itself. So through all, all the pivots I've done, I really maintained an approach that there were certain things that I had to do or nobody would pay me and that it was just like I had to have this sort of rigidity of structure in order for it to be proper and work or whatever. And the fact is that maintaining that core belief and maintaining the way that I did things meant that although I was trying to pivot, I was just doing the same thing dressed up in lots of different ways. And that's why I always felt uncomfortable because the problem wasn't the what I did, it was the way I was doing it, the way I was approaching business and that rigidity and solidity. What I actually needed to do was let go of all those assumptions I had about who I needed to be and the way I needed to do things and be a creative person about it. Not try and say, oh, how does this all fit together in a structure and what? how is it going to take three months or six weeks or, you know, all those things. I just needed to get back to what the fundamentals are, which is how can I help people and what's the best way to get them that result? So I hope that helps in terms of thinking about that beginning part of pivoting and I hope it maybe just kind of gives you some warning signs to look out for um, that yeah a pivot is it's a big thing but it doesn't have to be a big thing you know it can be a really positive experience if you do it if you make sure your heart doesn't outweigh your head and you keep that nice and balanced and um i think the key thing that i want you to take away from this is the importance of safety because when we are pre-pivot we have a, a kind of maybe an illusion of unsafety because we there's something that's uncomfortable to us which is what is causing our want to pivot and so we think anything is better than this. <laughs> but actually, you're going through this uncomfortable transition. What you need is very real safety in terms of your finances, your kind of routine and living situation and the support you've got around you. So having somebody that you can kind of talk to and check in with and sense check um, making sure that you've got the kind of those income streams which are still thriving that you know you can fall back to if you need to um, not doing what I did which is like end a relationship sell a house move house all while you're trying to pivot at the same time um, 
that's actually why one of my one-to-one packages is called mail order colleague and that's really particularly suited to people who are in that kind of pivot or change or wanting to do something so that you've got somebody who is you know not connected to you so not coming with any biases they're just a fresh pair of eyes a sounding board and somebody who you can kind of safely check in with and that can keep you buoyed up and be a bit of a safety net um because I know how important that is as you go through this process so you can um, find out more about that at simpleandseason.com forward slash creative business support so make sure that as you're starting this process of pivoting that you know how you're going to keep yourself safe and that you are really just keeping making sure your heart and your head are in communication and that you are looking at not just what it is that you're doing and kind of doing a hard overcorrect from whatever's over, whatever's making you uncomfortable but also looking at your approach to your work and where that might be holding you back a little bit as well so yeah I think that is it for this episode on pivoting I know I've got a second question which I will come to later in the season because yeah I might have some more things to say about it then who knows (laughs) um so yeah that's it Oh, apart from, I've got something to tell you about, which is I've made a free workbook, which is called the Project Stocktake Portal. So what that means is that if you have something that you haven't been able to complete or even start, so either you've you've kind of started it and it's fallen off a cliff or it's an idea that you think about all the time and you've not even really got to a place of properly starting it yet, maybe if you're pivoting you've got a couple of these around that you want to be doing what this free workbook does it's very quick and easy because what you don't need is loads of stuff to be doing when you're not already finishing stuff is it helps you to kind of reconnect with the project itself without any self-judgment it helps you to overcome whatever the blocks are that you're is stopping you from doing it and also then start to make progress and make a little plan and get your next steps together so you can actually keep going and get to a point where you can start to finish this thing so if you are interested in having a look at that if that feels like something that would be useful you can get that at simpleandseason.com forward slash sign up and that should be easily easy to find on that page um so yeah I hope you have enjoyed this episode I hope that you enjoy the project stock take portal and I will see you next time